Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to a very spooky bit party, a show where we take minor details from popular scary movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. This week's movie left the brothers hoping that they'll make it through the next seven days. This is The Ring. Thank you all for listening to this very special Halloween episode of Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta. My name is Marshall Cotta. And I'm Linus Cotta. Well, happy Halloween, guys. This is going to be a really, really exciting episode. I love the, I love the horror-themed episodes. Yes, yes. Really fun. I know, it's one exciting. Yes, we've done one before. That's <laughs> correct, Linus. And I, enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot, though. And uh, my question to you guys is, what scary movie has actually scared you the most. Mm. I'll tell you I, what mine is. My, my scariest movie was uh, The Grudge, the American version. I don't even think I've seen the Japanese version because I'm afraid of it too much. But that movie has so many jump scares. Yeah. It just it's hits you with it. Like, yeah, it's every, every couple of seconds you're like, ah, ah. Landis, what is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Uh, I have a fun little anecdote for you guys. So... Uh, Remember when it came out? Uh, yeah. So I was in line, about to go buy a ticket, and I was walking up, and the lady screams in my face, "We have sold out for it!" The person before me, they sold out. Oh. So I was not able to see that. Uh, All right. Well, I hope you do get to see it. It's probably almost out of film, out of theaters now. Yeah. Really good. It's great. It is amazing. You've seen it? I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I saw we've it, both seen it. Brendan and I both saw it. Okay, so I've heard it's either really scary or really funny. What did you guys think? I think it's really scary. Yeah. Okay. Like I think the, that there, there's definitely funny parts to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the kids provide a little comic relief, but uh, the, like the middle 40 minutes are basically like him. They can't escape him. Oh, sick. Yeah. And, um, and Pennywise, and he's, like, he's, he's bone-chilling. Yeah. Yeah, the character, the, the actor did a great job. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Were you, oh, wait, here's a question. Were you guys scared watching this movie? I, okay. The I part that, that got me to kind of cringe was when she was uh, holding the hair up in the well. I was like, was nope, heck no. I wasn't as scared of it as I think people let me believe. Because this was the first time I've seen this. I saw this movie. I know. I was way behind. Yeah. But um, I was compelled by it, but I wasn't necessarily scared as much as I thought I was going to be. Certainly yeah. not as much as I was in it. I, I feel like the movie was good, but the only parts that were really, like, that got me good were the, the two face reveals after Samara does her dirty work. Yes. Like, they just splashed that those. She's in mine, too. That got me so good. I had a cardiac arrest in my apartment. Yeah, well, well, that's what Halloween's all about. It's all about being scared. And, yeah. uh, it's all about the, the, the scary moments, you know? The scare zone. Scare this zone. This is about being in the scare Welcome zone. Welcome to the scare zone. <laughs> You know what else is in the scare zone? Oh, what? Delicious candy. <laughs> oh, well. What's y'all's favorite? What's y'all's favorite? Uh, what's, your right. favorite what's your favorite Halloween candy? Nice. I can get down on some uh, Reese's Cups. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Marshall, what's your favorite candy? I know you love sweets. It's a nice food review. I do love sweets. Uh, <laughs> it's a Halloween episode. Snickers. We could talk about Always Snickers. Oh, boom. Snickers is yeah. classic. Okay. 
I'll have Classic. a hankering for a Snickers. I really like those razor blade apples because razors are so expensive. Hi, this is a sponsorship from Harry's. <laughs> Who's oh. Harry's? Harry's is a, oh, a razor company no. that sponsors, that funds a lot of podcasts. Uh, I'm furiously typing popular Halloween candies. <laughs> what do millennials eat? What do millennials? <laughs> Airheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. This is the first result. Okay, airheads it is. I love it. And and with that, I'm going to jump into. Uh, I'm looking right now. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time because we we do want to get to our our ideas. Because from from what I gather, we have all had amazing ideas based on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go over the plot a little bit quicker than I I normally do. Best scene is maybe the first scene. Uh, and it's Brendan's favorite scene. And uh, it's when it introduces the uh, the studio that made the film, DreamWorks Studios. <laughs> it's, a, it's an iconic it's an iconic film uh, studio, very famous for uh, other uh, scary movies like Shrek and uh, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon, and, and How to Train Your Dragon, and Ice Age. Those are all other instant cla- horror classics. L- let me tell you. So so it starts off. This movie starts off um, with uh, these two teenagers, Katie and Becky. And Becca, sorry, and they're they're talking about uh, this this tape that they that urban legend has it. If you watch it, you'll be dead in uh, seven days. Uh, Becca is trying to scare Katie, telling a little ghost story at a sleepover, uh, and Katie's getting really freaked out because the fact of the matter is, she watched that tape, and it was a week ago, on the day that the movie starts. Let's just say, yeah. So the, a week ago, she had watched that movie, and now she's freaking out. Because all the things had started to come true. Then the phone starts to ring, and they're scared, they're really terrified, and Becca picks up the phone, and that's when Smash Mouth starts playing. (laughs) Yeah, and so then that's the intro to the whole rest of the movie. Right after after All Star finishes is when Katie dies of shock, uh, because the ring... Comes. I, I, if I'm, am I remembering that? The ring started. Uh, uh, right. Samara starts coming, and she don't stop coming. <laughs> Did I remember that scene right, Landis? Is that that right? sounds pretty. Yeah, let Is me that... check my notes. <laughs> Did anybody else pick up on the on the Smash Mouth at the beginning? And exactly seven days later, who told you that? Somebody from Rivera. Who told you? What's your problem? I've watched it. Okay, so after that, after, at Katie's funeral, we're introduced to her her aunt, Naomi Watts. The character's name is Rachel, and uh, Katie's mom asks Naomi Watts if she could investigate why these uh, why, why the death happened. A little a little uh, a little investigation leads Rachel to find out that there were a number of bizarre deaths that night. And uh, when when did she find out that there was a tape? Well, no, remember she, she went out to the backyard where all those teens were smoking and being cool? And there was that oh, one yeah, guy, yeah, there was yeah. that guy who was friends That's with right. him that said they went out to this place and they watched this murder tape. Yeah, why would the teens pick that movie Because that they was... thought it was Aladdin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why would they the, pick that movie? It has yeah. no cover on it. It has the no label. There's a bunch Aladdin. of other movies. <laughs> And so then they were looking for a movie, and they go, oh, but this one's Aladdin. (laughs) It doesn't say that it's not Aladdin. (laughs) So she watches this, she watches this tape, right? And, um, 
it's like pretty fucked up and uh it's it's not very well done but it's very artistic there's a lot of pictures of trees and there's some stills of horses dying so you know it's some highbrow stuff when she finishes watching it then she gets the call that she's going to die in seven days so that's that's it's at that point that she recruits her ex-lover noah who is a handsome videographer and uh she they start to they so noah and her start to dig into the tape I think it, it's important to mention one really bad thing that happens before they uh, head to Moesco Island, where all the curse sort of originated, is that her son, yeah. her little disrespectful son, who calls her Rachel, uh, watches <laughs> the videotape. Thank he watches the, copy of the videotape. He thought it was. He also <laughs> thought it was Aladdin. Yeah. Does anybody want to chime in on why everybody has to sit so close to the TV? <laughs> like I mentioned that to Marshall. Oh even when they're gosh. not, even when they're not watching the actual curse movie, they're sitting like <laughs> an inch from the TV. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm gonna speed through this portion, but let's just say that Rachel and Noah are on doing exciting really hard. things like going to the library and looking through books of lighthouses <laughs> and talking to Brian Cox. <laughs> He commits the most gnarly suicide ever. Yeah, it's so I badass. It was, <laughs> I thought it was mega overkill. Yeah. Like, he just needed a toaster. Yeah. But he sets up, like, every electronic in his house, in his bathtub, fills it all the way. Like, if he had just put his feet in, he would have done it. Yeah, when he, catches, when he catches Rachel watching the film, uh, and he shows up behind her and smacks her, I was like, oh, this is it. This is where she dies. But no, he was just trying to get the TV. <laughs> yeah. So when they're when they're at shelter the shelter mountain in they they go and they find this this well right well the well is the one that they see in in the video and at that point the tv comes alive and knocks rachel into the well so she falls down but she's not dead she has a vision where she realizes that samara was actually strangled attempted to be strangled and then pushed into the well she finds the body and uh yeah. Spoiler alert, they call the police and they, they think that she's been laid to rest and that things will go back to normal. Well, considering psych. considering Rachel doesn't <laughs> die at the end of her seven days. That's right, right. Yeah. Seven days are up and Rachel's oh, yeah. fine. She falls asleep in, the, in, in bed with her disrespectful son and in the morning she wakes up and she tells him about the story, how she was able to help the little girl get out of the well and they buried her properly and etc. And that's what, that was a pretty creepy scene, I think, when he said... Oh, that part was no. chilling. Don't you understand? Yeah. She never sleeps. Yeah, yeah like, why like did it's you not... help her? And that's when Rachel goes, when we, we cut to Noah, he dies, and that's sort of how um, how Naomi Watts realizes that maybe they didn't end the curse. The curse hasn't ended there. And she's she's pissed off, and she goes home, and she's, like, having a fit of rage, and she's breaking one of the tapes. And that's when she sees the copy that she made. She says, oh, shit, it's because I made a copy, and I moved the curse along to more people yeah i'm a bad person but it's the only way to survive so now she has to just make like one of those shitty like chain emails exactly <laughs> yeah it's almost exactly Pass like this on yeah. you'll die in seven days the, the last scene is her making a copy with aiden and um to well they're gonna go kill somebody so yeah that'll be on their conscience but fuck it because uh he has to save the kid so that is how the ring goes it's a happy ending because she gets she saves her son uh, and dooms the world. But an unhappy ending for so many other reasons. One th one question that I have is how did the tape end up at Shelter Mountain Inn? 
Yeah. What do you mean? That's who who put that tape there? Because it clearly wasn't think- there when Samara died. There's a lot of weird timeline stuff here. Because mm-hmm. this the the inn was built on top of the well, but within like Brian Cox's t- uh, lifeline lifetime, so they had to bring it back over. And I don't think that right Samara is died as long ago as it seems. I just think that Anna Morgan wears really dated clothes. Oh, that could be true. Because <laughs> she does. Yeah. 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 Because they had videotapes of her as a kid. Like, she I think they plastic kind of fucked up. I kind of, <laughs> I think they kind of fucked up on that part. Like, yeah. why was she always they made dressed her look, as like a Victorian yeah. woman? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a bad part. But, but my, so my question still is, who, what asshole put that tape there? Instead was, of like yeah. burning it. I think it was Brian Cox. Like, where did the tape come from? We don't know who filmed it or anything. I want to blame Brian Cox because he seems like a douchebag in this film. Very different yeah. from his role in Super Troopers. <laughs> all right, awesome, guys. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that movie. I think that it was a winner. It's a, obviously a classic this time of year. So this is this is the part that is absolutely my favorite when we, we pitch our new movie. We pick a character that uh, that has a very small part in the film. Correct? Yes, we do. And, uh, and we... And we what, Brad? And we create an entire new movie surrounding this character that takes place right. in the same universe, but doesn't necessarily right. have to have anything to do with the plot. Very well done. Yeah, it's well said. Thank you. So, so here we are. We're, we're giving we're giving the stories to the characters that we found pretty interesting, but uh, obviously in the movie itself, there wasn't enough time to give them a full background. Uh, well, that's our job. We take our job very seriously. <laughs> we have before. All right, so we gotta. We get, we're going in order this week. We're mixing it up a little bit and going in order of whose character came first in the movie. Yeah, and we hope that this helps. Uh, yeah, we hope that this helps the audience kind of get the picture of when the character showed up. Right. So yep. I- I'll start. I'll start. Shortly after Naomi Watts uh, learns about the, the the existence of the tape. She's sitting at her desk at the Seattle, I think it's the Seattle Intelligence, except I, I didn't get a good look at it. But uh, she's sitting there, and she's working on this story, and I, I, I can only assume it's her boss comes up. And they have, like, a quick interaction in which uh, Naomi Watts is very sarcastic to him. She reveals that she's working on something just big. She just kind of, and he walks away like a dumbass. <laughs> so that's my character. It's It's... It's the boss from the Seattle Intel- Seattle Intelligencer, and the story is after everything that happened in this in the ring in this movie. It's he is the one that she shows the video to, to pass the curse along so that she can save uh-huh. Aiden, her son. Just and so then it's and so then the movie follows his seven days, and I can only assume he wastes them eating Cheetos and watching probably porn. Good one, thanks, man. I'm going next. So um, shortly after she's um, at her newspaper talking to her boss, she follows up on the story and goes to, what was that inn called? Shelter Mountain Inn. Goes to the Shelter Mountain Inn. And the first thing that happens when she gets in there is she interacts with the person at the front desk who has this weird quirk of being bad at magic tricks. Um, She kind of uses this as a distraction to locate the tape, take it, and like take it back to her the room that she rents for the night. So he just seemed very out of place, and the fact that one of his character traits is that he can't do magic 
was ridiculous to me. His only that's character his only trait. character trait. That's his <laughs> only character trait is that he can't do magic. So my movie centers mm. around him. I should say it takes place in the Shrek universe. There's a crossover. Ooh. They <laughs> slam together like in a proton collider. These two hey, movies, now. and he's uh, taking now. yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> And he's this wizard man taking this cursed videotape from dimension to dimension to just fuck with people. And Shrek, Donkey, fucking Pinocchio team up to go and fight this magic wizard man. But, like, yeah, it'll be animated and lighthearted, and it'll take no effort to do that crossover because the same company owns both of the properties. Not so that's it. What? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> And Smash Mouth will provide the entire score. To all of the score, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> they could collaborate. All right, so that's mine. It's a Shrek crossover starring the Magic Man. Hey. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So I guess I'll go next. Yeah. Um, so my character is Samara's mother, Anna Morgan. She's seen at the end. She is the woman who shows up right behind Samara when Samara's at the well and uh, suffocates her with a bag. Um, yeah, and that's says, why California banned bags, actually. <laughs> yeah, after this movie. <laughs> and well, yeah, that's why you're not allowed to have plastic I, bags in see, grocery stores you anymore. You see what can happen? Valid reason. Okay. All right, Marsh, so we, we okay, that's good. I'm painting a good picture of, uh, of your character here. How about the movie pitch now? So the movie is kind of a, it's, it's all a flashback about, um, Anna Morgan on her ranch with her horses. And she's a horse whisperer and she's learning the, uh, via the horses. <laughs> okay. I love it. Via the horses, how, uh, how evil her child is, how evil Samara is. So she, she talks to the horses. That's awesome. So so the horses tell okay so it's her as a horse whisperer and she's learning and that's it's the horses that tell her to kill Samar. <laughs> so yeah, pretty good, pretty pretty, pretty, like, <laughs> pretty funny and funny. fucked up. Yeah, I'm uh, just go great. So uh, she's <laughs> on her ranch and uh, oh by the way she's a horse whisperer she talks to horses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Landis, give give us one. I hope that this one's kind of Halloween-y. I feel like we've kind of missed the, the, <laughs> the opportunity to make a little Halloween. Marshall's sounds to make another horror movie. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, Mar- Marshall's does sound terrifying. Hopefully mine is a little bit more <laughs> spooky. Um, I went with uh, Samara. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a less uh, a less known character, but I think I got a well, pretty solid idea. <laughs> I don't know if i call her a bit part character, but Atlantis, I would encourage you to maybe incorporate another bit part character into this universe that you're working in. Sure. Um, I can try. Yeah, but, but go go on. Let, let's let's hear a little bit about you. So, towards the end, uh, she crawls out of a TV. I don't know if you guys saw that part. I don't know how knowledgeable you guys are on uh, children, but that's not something that children typically do. Um, <laughs> I have heard that. She's magic. She's cursed. She's possessed she's something so there's a quote by a slightly more bit part character the um the doctor on the island she says it takes work uh some people have limits and they're referring and she's referring to kind of their inability to raise this child with stupid dope powers um (laughs) (laughs) i refuse to think that she just got that way 
for no reason. Like, they didn't just adopt a magic child. I say that Samara's origin was the parents kind of going to some voodoo doctor or something and making a child, but this child was uh, cursed. So what happens is they hear about this potential ability for this Japanese high priest to create a, a child out of, like, I don't know. Can you not use the evil ingredient? No, we gotta use the evil ingredient. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they go and they get this uh, procedure done, and he creates a child for them, basically out of thin air and evil. And they bring that child home. They tell people that they adopted because they don't want people to look at them funny because it's a small island. Yeah, and they don't want yep. people to know that they went to like a, yeah. a priest. And yes. um, and yeah, but, but so so but I like this Landis, but where yeah. is where does the story start and end basically? Oh, uh, I mean, what do you mean in reference to the original movie? Like, where's the pl- like, where's the plot? Like, what, what's going to be like a? Oh, I see. So, mm. I think it would be an interesting like, like, why are they choosing to do this crazy witchcraft over adopting? I think you could you could do a lot of interesting things, kind of building up the fact that they want it to be like their biological daughter. I like that. We definitely don't get that. They just kind of chalk it up to an adoption. They don't say anything about it. Yeah, I like that better than just, like, they went to some adoption place and was like, yeah, this child would do. She looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like crazy-looking girl with the hair covering her face. All the other children are Uh, in that corner. I'm thinking, I like this one. I'm feeling like like Landis might actually have one. Yeah, I like this one. Where is Shrek going to be incorporated into this movie? I think we should do Landis's, but I think we should have a Shrek cameo. Yeah. How does that how does that sit well with everybody? How does that sit with everybody? Isn't Brian Cox? Stay out of my swamp. <laughs> Is Brian Cox Scottish? There's no, no. way to know. <laughs> okay, why? Because it's not gonna like be Shrek. in the film. But that'd be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny, actually. But they it's, have like a I, well, we do. I think we do have to get Brian Cox because Brian uh, Cox and a huge CGI tr- uh, ogre. It <laughs> <laughs> could be good. Right on with this one. It could be good. I think it could be good. An origin story of sorts. Yeah, we haven't well, really done too many, many origin tales, stories. Mainly Shrek, but <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there eventually. Well, yeah. what do you mean we're gonna iron out Shrek? I mean, reinforce you know, what, you're, what you're saying. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's just leave it for now. The, re- re- reinforce the Shrek cameo. Uh, we'll leave it for now, but it, you know. Let yeah. it, there's higher-ups that can make some of these creative decisions, but I <laughs> can almost guarantee that they're going to want to include Shrek. Oh, yes. She never sleeps. Wait. No. Okay, so now we're going to take Landis's uh, little idea and we're going to mold it into a masterpiece. Congratulations to Landis, first of all, for having the first. Well done. This is your first one. Uh, you've come a long way as a podcaster and as a person. Thank and you haven't for we started this podcast. We've all done one now, right, guys? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Is you Jared's for the first one, both of your guys for the second one, and then mine for the last one, so... Yeah, we got a good track yeah. record going. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Way nice. to Congratulations. go. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, we've covered everybody in the first four, so that's pretty cool. Um, I really didn't think Landis was ever going to get one, to be honest. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, his ideas I were thought very, that was going to be my terrible. thing. 
Yeah, I thought that was going to be the bit, like a part of the uh, part of the podcast was yeah. that we just always pass by Landis's yeah. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Is it too late to change? Nah, <laughs> this one's pretty decent, but we're we'll we're really changing this episode and do that. We're changing it up quite a bit, almost to the point where it's not even really Landis's idea anymore. So, <laughs> so that works. Loophole. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have like a little beginning part, uh, the uh, middle conflict, and then a con like a conflict resolution, and then some end scene that moves us into you know maybe a maybe a sequel. I mean, every movie should possibly be leading into a sequel. Otherwise, where are you gonna make that money? Um, yeah, we set it up right from the from the get go. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, if I may, if I may, uh, the beginning will start off pretty depressing with Anna Morgan once again not being able to get pregnant. Very graphic um, sex scene beforehand with her and Amber with Brian Cox. <laughs> but I think in this scene we should find out that it was actually it's actually Brian Cox's fault. Opening scene title, which we'll come up with later, and uh, right into scene with Brian Cox, but <laughs> grinding, grinding on uh, whoever we get to play Anna Morgan. <laughs> But then at the end, and then in a couple a couple scenes later, she's looking at a pregnancy test, and it's once again negative. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if we have the, the emotional intelligence to conquer this movie. We would have had an easy time with the Shrek remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a tough movie to broach. But, but let's wait until we get to the middle, Bren, because because I think I think only that part is going to be really difficult but then right after that it'll jump into a, a Shrek cameo <laughs> yeah. so they they get to they get to Japan right yes. so yeah. Brian Cox and um I'm looking at the cast of characters um Anna Morgan was played by Shannon Cochran but I think we should find another what about but I think yeah I think we should get Brian Cox is staying the same Brian Cox has to stay the same, and it'll just be like an older Brian Cox, but then a much younger whoever plays Anna Morgan. <laughs> um, hold on, I got somebody in mind. Hold on. Let- what about what about uh, Mia Wasikowski? She was the she played Alice in Alice in Wonderland in the in the live action version. Oh, what do you think about that? Okay, so we have Brian Cox married to Mia Wasikowski. Oh, wait, wait, one more, one more. Wasikowska. What do you think about Richie? Christina Ritchie? Yeah. She's got that, like, dark hair, kind of, like, very slim features look. Actually, that might not, that might not be a bad one. Uh, let's revive Christina Ritchie's well, What about, what about, uh, 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 Cara Delevingne? What is she in? She's in Suicide uh, Squad. In space. She's very prominent way. eyebrows. She looks kind of too young in my she opinion. She looks exactly like the person that, uh, Brennan suggested. And her character in Suicide Squad looks pretty creepy. You know what, Landis? Actually, it's not bad. All right, you know what, Landis? It's your movie. Uh, it's your movie. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with it. She looks good okay. for it. Yeah, I feel like she, she would need to build, I mean, play less. I feel like she's good with like very strong forward roles, and she would definitely need to be a little bit more like the the Anna Morgan never Held struck back. me as a yeah. She never struck yeah. me as a very like strong character. Mm-hmm. Very true. So if she can do that, I'm, uh, I'm totally all for it. I think that's funny. So we have Brian Cox is married to Cara Delevingne <laughs> playing a younger Anna Morgan. I refuse to remove Brian Cox from this movie. We have to make. Do we have to take advantage of the fact that he is still alive? 
I agree. I agree. So the movie covers them. Now they they head to Japan because they've heard of this uh, voodoo. Uh, well, I don't know if they have voodoo in Japan, but they have a high priest of an ancient religion mm-hmm. that able that's able to manifest children. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that I think we pretty much already know the conflict here. He makes a devil child. Yeah. Uh, he makes an unholy abomination <laughs> because you need what? to like want this so wholeheartedly a part of this because it's a child Ooh. made two parts of you you need to like, uh, like think that. about this child that's the only way this will ha- happen yeah you have, to, cox, you have to like pray hard yeah <laughs> ryan cox does not want this kid as we, he can even say beforehand like my wife was not meant to have a child i don't even want to go on this trip I, Ooh, I'm, I'm only oh. going because i think this is all voodoo bullshit and it's not gonna work yeah yeah. Oh, I like that. So he's like, "Listen, you have to be <laughs> yeah. all in on yeah, raising Shrek this says, kid." And... Shrek says, "You gotta be, you gotta, you gotta want it, or else you're totally yeah." You need fucked. to talk to my. <laughs> Wait, did we, did we establish that the priest is actually Shrek? Uh, is that what you're saying, Landis? That's that's what I said just now. Uh, well, I actually don't mind if Shrek is is. They go to a swamp and they knock on the door and Shrek opens it. <laughs> Or like in the background, so, he's pushing himself and like farting in a lake and killing fish, while they're having like a very emotional <laughs> talk. Yeah, in the background, the Shrek movie is starting. <laughs> <laughs> so they visited the swamp in Japan, and in the background, we see the, the beginning, uh, the like, opening sequence. This is a very distant. <laughs> like at, at some point, at some point, the 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 priest that they're talking to opens the, his door and is like, "Well, shut the hell up!" <laughs> Fucking oh, every day with this guy in that song. My neighbor's a dick. <laughs> Drop it. Sorry, my neighbor's a dick. So I, I I liked I liked what you guys were onto about how Brian Cox not sort of being all the way in, yeah. not feeling it so much, and that's the reason that Samara turns out the way that she does. Yeah. That's really good. She's just a little baby when they bring her back, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she's supposed to have been, like, yeah, be a baby. She didn't come back to the States as a, like, young child. I think they got her as a baby. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far into any of the parts that we see in the ring, so I think that maybe one of the final scenes would be her getting a checkup by... Uh, uh, by the doctor on the and telling her, oh yeah, we adopted this kid because they don't want anybody to know that they did dark magic to make a kid, uh-huh. and yeah. um, and I think that something should maybe happen as they're walking away that makes the doctor be a little bit suspicious of what's going to happen. Like as soon as they're while they're walking out of the thing and a horse runs by and jumps off a cliff, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the doctor like, comes up oh. in the window like, what That's the fuck odd. was that? And the doctor's like, I don't like where this is going. I don't know if I like that kid. And then, yeah, so that island becomes like the new home of Shrek. And she's like, something went wrong in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and then fade to black. <laughs> no, I think, We've raised uh, more questions than we answered. Yeah, don't you think it should, the some of the movies should think... be like their experience with, and like what ultimately led them to put her in a mental hospital? 
No, I don't want to go too far into what we already learned from the ring. We know why she went into a mental hospital. She was all the horses were killing themselves. Like things were <laughs> shitty on the island. Oh, uh, okay. So you just want to <laughs> end it with a horse jumping, well, and, just uh, jumping off. I think we can have it because it. Jared, you were saying that things it's kind can of start implied. to go wrong. It's implied that the reason that um, the doctor's grandson has like some some issues is because issue. yeah, is because exactly. of Samara, right? So That's maybe exactly, we can yeah. Yeah, highlight yes. that a little bit. Yeah. Or she's yeah, like at one a, like she comes in contact with that with the mother that's pregnant. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 Oh man. And then so maybe That'd the last be... scene is that well, I don't know how you would tell. I mean, then he was just kind of like autistic, but it, you wouldn't really be able to tell right from the get-go, but maybe she has some complications during pregnancy like everybody on the island is having complications during their pregnancy yeah. after Samara's back. But, but but really, I think the final scene should be a horse yeah. suicide, and the doctor Yeet. being like, "I'd be dark." Getting the fuck off this island. <laughs> good, that's good. Anyways, uh, that's that. I think that 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 that's good. I think we we end it there uh, with the doctor suspecting something, and then maybe being like, "Oh fuck, what's gonna happen?" And Shrek and Brian Cox in a Irish pub on the island somewhere. Linus, what do you think? It's a perfect film. It's um, a perfect film. Not exactly where I thought it was going at the beginning, but yeah, that works. It's got double the Shrek of the last film. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, like this movie has little, more wanna, Shrek than yours would, Brendan. <laughs> you're you're probably little, right. You're gonna throw a little. You're gonna want to throw a little Shrek in there. Otherwise, how are you gonna attract the family? <laughs> gotta bring them in. Yeah. Brendan, you were talking about. The possibility of of naming it using uh what 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 exactly? <laughs> using lyrics from All Star by Smash Mouth or any other Smash Mouth song, but ideally All Star. Yeah. To give my two cents, my movie name. Yeah, what are we naming this film? What are we naming this film exactly? I yeah, think it should be called "My World's on Fire." How about yours? <laughs> okay. Can the tagline be "That's the way I like it"? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Landis, what would you if if you had to take a lyric from Smash Mouth's All Star and make it the the title of this film? What would it be? Uh, well, I was I was currently looking at Walking on the Sun lyrics. I see one that says "Some were spellbound, some were hellbound," which is pretty oh, deep. Hey. And that's from that's from All Star. That's from Smash Mouth's Walking on the Sun. Correct. What if we cut it down? Because the the line is somewhere spellbound, somewhere hellbound. What if we just made it half, somewhere hellbound, or something like that? Somewhere hellbound, or, and then Brand- and then the tagline is my world's, my on, world's fire. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so good. Somewhere hellbound. That's the oh, that is really good. Somewhere hellbound. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Smash Mouth. It's so intense that nobody would ever know it was yeah, a Smash Mouth yeah, lyric. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Brilliant. Brilliant okay. stuff. Somewhere held on. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> this movie is definitely going to sell for $4 million, and so we'll yep. all have a million dollars, and then we get to spend the money on something frivolous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, can't. Uh, oh. But we'll have a script. We'll have a script on DreamWorks' desk by uh, Monday. How did you get in here? <laughs> Trying very hard to make trolls too. 
And then when we get there, we'll say, you can make that check out into four different checks so we each get our million. And we don't have to divvy it up uh, separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan, yeah, what, what would you what would you do with that million dollars when uh, when DreamWorks delivers it to you? When I get my four million dollars in DreamWorks bucks, well, you get a million. I don't know what the or, or when I get my that's right when I get my million dollars worth of DreamWorks bucks, I'm not sure what the conversion rate is, but I really liked the setting of this movie, like the the Pacific Northwest, and I really liked how they just had a kind of a shitty out of the way um cabin hotel area so i feel like i could i would buy a place like that to retire to maybe i have my own cabin that i stay in and rent out the other ones i don't know i feel like that could be a nice peaceful kind of like retirement getaway place so that's probably oh, so you would you would buy a uh, shelter mountain in type type uh, place. destination maybe not yeah. that big because a million might not get me that far but i'll see what i can do with that yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. Would you make it themed after the ring? Yes. Uh huh. One of the uh-huh. rooms would be, mm-hmm. it would just have a videotape, like one videotape in it that like you could watch. And I already mm-hmm. have their credit card information. So if they do, I kill them in a few days. <laughs> it's very authentic. People love themed vacations. They do. They like the excitement. But watch. You know, Brent, I think I can, I think I can help you with that. Uh, idea that you have there because my idea to use my million dollars is to produce a uh, my own shitty student film. Oh, and, sick. Uh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go to like a liberal arts college with a bunch of angsty people <laughs> and I'm going to have my million dollars and I'm going to recruit a, uh, a crappy cast and a crappy uh, production team and I'm going to make a ring-like uh, video Um that and I will I will promote it as a cursed video, and that's how I'll get a million views. And it's sort that's of an awesome. investment because then at that point, YouTube will start paying me for advertising before. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's so it'll really be like a Burger idea. King commercial, and then it'll yeah. drop right into this horrifying. Film. <laughs> and then I'll profit. But 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 the promotion of the film I'm saying is that oh this is a cursed film so you know you watch it a lot at like you know sleepovers and trying to scare your friends and stuff like that I don't know if, I don't know unlike Brendan uh, well I wouldn't say that we would carry out the actual murder thing but I think for seven days they'll be kind of on edge so I'm gonna use part of mine just to buy Jared a nice little director's turtleneck just a <laughs> small you. little that's so nice of you yeah. Yeah, um, and I know you're three sizes too small. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know yeah. you're very in favor of us doing frivolous things with this. But uh, so my original idea was to get a nose job so I could look just like Naomi Watts. But mm-hmm. I've been oh, you're going I've been enlightened by Smash. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> by who? By Smash Mouth. As so many artists before you have. Yeah, uh, this verse from All Star. Somebody once asked, "Could I spare some change for gas?" I said, "Yep." What a concept! <laughs> what a concept! So, I mean, he's just so generous. Might as well donate it, right? That's true. To like a big gas company. Can, Smash Mouth can spare a little change. I can donate a million dollars. Well, wait. Does Smash Mouth have like a foundation? Oh. Oh. They often support Nine Lives fundraiser, and I think it's a it's like a pet 
So it looks like they are into to like animal rights and mm-hmm. uh, saving pets. That's awesome. So there you go, Landis. All right. Wait, hold on, real quick, Landis. I I love the lyric that you chose. Holy showed. moly! What? Whoa! Related charity news and events. <laughs> oh boy! Smash mouth to eat eggs for charity. <laughs> <laughs> What was the charity? <laughs> Let me see. For St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Steve Harwell, oh, frontman of Hawker's Smash Mouth, is to eat 24 eggs as part of a bet. <laughs> God, you know that by associating yourself with Smash Mouth, you're also going to meet Guy Fieri at some point. He raised... He raised... Ten thousand dollars? <laughs> That's not very much <laughs> to eat so many eggs. <laughs> That's pretty pretty good. Uh. good. Alright, so there you go, Landis. Uh Saint Jude, I think. Maybe maybe five hundred thousand to Saint Jude, five hundred thousand to uh to the animal shelter or the Humane Society. Alright. Yeah, on on behalf of Smash Mouth. But after you buy me a turtleneck. Yeah. No. Mar- Marsh, uh, what Here's is your YouTube your... video called Smash Mouth Eats the Eggs? Three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be posted up on our Twitter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, Marsh, Guy Fieri's there. You... I told you! What did I tell you? Yay. Did you Marsh know? They're great friends. They look exactly alike. Wait. <laughs> I told you. How did you? Guy Fieri. Holy shit. There's a picture of him saying, like, here with my brother from another mother, and it's the guy from Smash Mouth, I'm pretty sure. That's so insane. All right, let's go. Let's go with Marshalls. Uh, Marsh? So, for, for me, I would spend my million to cre- kind of create a uh, super awesome Halloween costume. And I would oh, be... very interesting. I would be the headless horseman, so I'd use part of my million to buy a, a horse, and then I would use <laughs> the other the rest part to sever your head off. I would use the other part, like to to put some effort into it. So I'd buy all the components and and see, you know, make it my own style and get it tailored to you. That'd be cool. Yeah, tailored to my tailored clothes are expensive, so yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. What happens to the horse after Halloween? Well, I, I, I mean, I keep the well, horse. Right. Definitely... Yeah, I don't think he'll have to spend his whole million dollars on the horse. So I think that he'll have yeah. to use part of it to s- stable it. And, uh, and you know. that's true. Great, good job. This video wow. is bullshit. It ends right before he's about to dig in. <laughs> and... Well, you guys got to pay to watch it, Landis. Uh, it's like pay per view. That was yeah, the like uh, that was the McGregor. Yeah. Mayweather fight of the time. Uh, we'll still put it up. Just we'll to, just up. to, so that to tease. not, yeah, it's 13 minutes and 45 seconds of Guy Fieri preparing eggs. <laughs> That's what I watched to get me through the day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just need, guys, I love it. You, yeah. You're all, you, you, this, you're all stars. <laughs> uh, wow. Man, good one. I, I, I think, I think it's time to sign off. Yep. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, it's sad to say, but you know, October's about to be over. Uh, about to get into almost the holidays. Got some Halloween to have plan some for. More, have some more great uh, podcasts coming up for everybody, but um, but for this one, I think it's a wrap. Get yeah. me my Snickers. 
All right. We'll Marshall's do. famous tagline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ended every podcast that way, but we had to edit it out because it doesn't make any fucking sense, except now. <laughs> yeah. Brendan, uh, sign us off. All right. <laughs> all right. And with that, we would like to thank you all for listening. Uh, for Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Watch out for Some Were Hellbound coming to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's ever gonna happen. Oh, look at Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. And with that, we bid a fond farewell to this Halloween season. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. On Twitter, you can share your own BitPart movie ideas and vote for which pitch you liked best. Let us know if you think we made the right choice or let a good movie slip through our fingers. If you'd like to send us an email, we're BitPartyPod at gmail.com. Next time on the show, the fate of the world is in Bruce Willis's hands, and we don't want to miss a thing. Until then, we're the Cotta Brothers, and this has been Bit Party, our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts. <laughs>